What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Miami Comedy Podcast. Manny Garavito going live once again. Hang out with the folks of Miami and saying, what's up? How are you? We do the show every single day-ish. If I'm in the mood, most of the times I'm in the mood, you know, you're bored. When it's a pandemic out there and, you know, you're quarantined, you know, you're just bored. So you go live every day and you try to see, you know, what's up with you guys? What are you guys up to? So I decided to call this show the Miami Comedy Podcast. Pretty original. What's up, Figuero, Carmen, Rob on the Rocks, Green Group, Bikes, Caesar, Sergio, and one other. Carmen Warren, welcome, guys. Palm Coast, Florida, you. Yeah. Yeah, man. What's up, everybody? It's good to have you guys here once again. Thank you all so much for joining me. As you can tell, I got a soundboard now. So we can give the illusion of a successful show. No, I actually like this thing. This thing is making a big difference in my podcasting style. You know how difficult it is to go live every day. I see some new faces, so I'm just going to go ahead and just introduce what I'm doing here. Uh, Going live every day and podcasting every day is probably one of the hardest things you can do. As a comedian, man, where does the material come from? I'll tell you where it comes from. It comes from living a life in this crazy city we call Miami. And you know what else? You know what else? It also comes from you guys. You guys provide the material too. So if you guys want to talk about something, if you want to chat it up, just go ahead and put it on the chat. Just type whatever you want. Let me know how your day went. Or if you're listening to the podcast, if you're listening to the recording, send me an email, manny at miamicomedy.com. We do this for fun, guys. Okay? Curse and blessings, Joshua uh, Lee Meyer. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Uh, last night, man, we did a show over at Sweet Caroline. We do a Sunday show, for those that don't know. We do a Sunday show, and we ended the show early, right? Nothing too crazy, in and out, which is the best kind of gigs. You don't want to stick around. You don't want to stick around. You know, on a Sunday, you just want to go there. You want to bring the people out, say a couple of dick jokes, and then you're, you're on your merry way. Man, you know, maybe a girl comes over and visits you, and then you leave early. It's like, aren't you going to finish till, till your, your show ends? I'm like, fuck those. Fuck these comics. Let's get the fuck out of here and have some sex. <laughs> right? You know, just this regular Sunday here in Miami. Big Jish, welcome. Glad the DY is nice. 2021. Oh, you want to talk about 2021? Oh, man. What an anticipation. What an anticipatory, if that's a word, what an anticipatory year 2021 will be. First of all, I want to go ahead and point out, what's up, Crystal? Crystal D. I want to go ahead and point out, who told you guys 2021 was going to be any different? Nobody, nobody ever made that announcement. There was never anyone on the news. There was never an official. There was never an expert or a professional that went on television or on social media and said, all right, guys, 2020 is fucked but next year it's going to get better. Huh, guys, a, a professional is saying this. And Fauci never said it. The president never said it. No one ever said it. Who told you? It was an, like, an illusion. It's an illusion that 2021 will be better. I hope it will. I'm not a cynical guy and be like, ah, it's going to suck. I hope it will. Uh, you know, if you kind of look at the, the, turn, you know, the way things are turning out, things are kind of like moving right along. The, you know, the vaccine, right? Uh, whether you get it or not, it's still out there. The numbers are spiking and we're still partying at the same time. The party people and the numbers of uh, COVID uh, confirmations have been rising dramatically. Yeah, because no one gave a fuck anymore. So we're just writing it out. So maybe in 2021, it'll be a lot better. I hope I, uh, yeah, I, hope I start going to the gym. I hope you do too, Sergio. Shit, what's stopping you? Myself. 
I've been going to the gym since they opened it in when? June, July? Not bad. Just do it, man. Write it out. Anyways, man. Yeah, so I was at, the show ended around 10 o'clock last night over at Sweet Caroline. And shout out to Sweet Caroline for picking up our Sunday show. Always a fun time there. Great little comedy club vibe. And uh, so I was singing a song, right? Everybody like kind of hung out for a little while and we started singing country songs. In Miami, unheard of. But I guess once you have enough whiskey in you, for some reason, everybody in the room thinks they're a fucking cowboy. So, you know, we started singing uh, Kenny Loggins and Kenny Rogers and whoever the fuck. And uh, I started singing the song uh, from Hank Williams because I was thinking about that little kid that got famous a couple of years back. You guys remember Hank Williams Jr.? Uh, I decided to sing Love Sick Blues, um, you know, after a couple, I, I think I had a, had a whiskey and two light beers because I'm responsible. <laughs> I had two light beers to wash it down, right? And then uh, I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll sing a song. And, you know, for some reason, I already felt the spurs coming out of my boots and the fucking bandana coming out the side of my neck. It's like, oh, I'm feeling the country vibe. You know, you start speaking Southern. <laughs> you start drinking whiskey so good, there's a Southern dialect that comes out of your mouth. So I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and sing Love Sick Blues by Hank Williams. And I don't know why karaoke makes it seem as if you're absolutely crushing it when you're the one singing it, right? But when someone is recording you, you then have to pay a ransom to make sure that recording doesn't go anywhere. If you think a dick, if you think a dick pic is bad, like if somebody leaks your dick pic or your sex tape, wait until you see the kind of drunken stupor you're in <laughs> singing a song that you don't know how to sing. Dude, I was crushing that in my head. I was crushing the song. But then when my friend sent me the video, I was like, who the fuck is singing? Is that me? Oh, my God. Please delete that. I need $20. Ah, fuck it. Go ahead and post it wherever you want. Um, so I'm here singing this song. And I don't know if you guys know how it goes, but it kind of goes a little something like this. <clears throat> it's going to go down in podcasting history, guys. I got a feeling called the blues all over since my baby said goodbye. <laughs> So there I am trying to hit this twang, right? Oh, it's embarrassing. Anyways, um, yeah, a friend of mine that I was going with over there is a wealthy guy. One of the cooler kinds of, of wealth. Uh, he, he's starting this docking company and he's always telling me about it. And he's always, you know, asking for marketing uh, tips and shit. And I was just like, dude, just, just, just tell people what you're doing. You're the Airbnb of docking yachts. Just be honest. That's what you are. You're Airbnb. And you're docking yachts. That's all you do. Um, so I'm having a couple of drinks with this guy, right? And everything's moving right along. We're having fun. Sub Steph, D War. And I've realized, man, that, you know, this guy's such a cool dude. He's not a douchebag rich dude. You know what I mean? And I'm not the kind of guy that hangs out with him because he's wealthy or whatever. He just so happens to be a wealthy guy. So I, I just hang out with him every once in a while. You know, we go clubbing, we go to a party. He's a good looking guy. He, you know, he knows how to pull him in. I wingman it. It's kind of like we, we understand the vibe. And you know what sucks about the people that understand that vibe? They never want to hang out enough. <laughs> it's like me and this guy, we're like soulmates. It's like we understand each other. We go out, we have a few drinks, we have great conversations, we talk business, we talk to the ladies. And then he goes out and does his thing. And then I go out and do my thing. And we don't see each other for like a year. But this guy's the shit for a wealthy guy, man. You know, we get along. Exactly, Steph. 
Uh, Jesse Pinkman over on Facebook. What's up, Facebook? Uh, I'm proud of my dick pics. Uh, wish chicks would share them. <laughs> All right, well, more power to you, Jesse Pinkman. With a name like that, uh, Pinkman, it seems pretty appropriate. You would want to be known for your dick pics. It, as a matter of fact, Jesse Pinkman sounds like the kind of guy that is known for his dick pics. <laughs> I got an actual dick pic from Jesse Pinkman. Mr. Pinkman himself. Did he autograph the photo? Uh, sorry. <laughs> no, it's all digital. Uh, what's up, Bex Rec? We're here talking about wealthy people and dick pics. I don't know how the dick pics came along, but here, lo and behold, uh, Miami always finds a way to squeeze them in during uh, the podcast. <laughs> so every time I hang out with this guy, I always realize, man, you know, this guy is such a cool dude for being a wealthy guy. Because for some reason, man, our, our depiction of wealthy people, they're all, they always come off like douchey, right? Like when you guys think of someone wealthy, like who, who comes to mind, right? Like who, who are the, what is the identity of a wealthy person for you? Okay. Here in Miami, a wealthy person is somebody that has a yacht, somebody that's driving around in a, in a rented spider, in a Lamborghini. And those Lamborghinis are always catching fire. It's, it's like, it's a fire hazard. As a matter of fact, I don't even think it's a smart move to put your money renting a, a foreign car that's known to catch fire. It's like you got to put extra insurance to make sure. That's probably like the, was one of those scams that's happening here in Miami. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, let, let them rent out these expensive luxury European cars. And then when they're driving it around, they catch on fire. They should have gotten that extra insurance for that $300, huh? I'm telling you, man, it's a scam. There's video after video after video of Lamborghinis in the Miami streets catching fire. You know why? Because they're fucking, they're, they're bugged to do that shit. That's my conspiracy. That's my conspiracy theory, guys. Luxury rentals are meant to catch on fire on purpose to get that extra insurance money. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Sasha, AZN, welcome. Uh, dick pics are universal, rich or poor. <laughs> oh, man. Jesse says, stripper at Tootsie's are wealthy. Yes. Shout out to the strippers and the sex workers in Miami. You girls are by far one of the coolest entrepreneurs in modern day. Modern day entrepreneurs. Strippers should, should, strippers should have an episode on, uh, on Shark Tank. I'd love to see what a stripper would come up with with all the money they have. And what are you pitching today? Hi, my name is Candy Kane, and I have two double D boobs. And every guy I meet is willing to pay five figures or more just to see them. So I'm, I want to start my own strip club where I'm the only dancer there. Hmm, I see. So what makes you think that the same people would come out to see you? Well, have you seen these? Not on national television. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. Some sex workers, either online or on stage, like they just know, they just know what they're doing. They know the the male fantasy and they know how to profit from it. I, it's just like I'm somewhat jealous of that lifestyle because as a guy, I wish, I wish that I could like we could I could do that. You know, guys, don't you wish that your dick was valuable? Right? It's not. It's it's such a throwaway thing. And you know why? Because of people like Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> people like Jesse Pinkman send them out and these girls are collecting dick pics like they're baseball cards. That's Jesse, that's Manny, that's Josh, that's Walter. 
right? Here's what you got to do, guys. Stop sending women dick pics. You got to make them a little more, uh, I don't know, a little more uh, valuable, right? Send them a dick pic of your, your dick soft and then text them. He's like, what are you going to do about this? Right? That's what I always say. Lambo conspiracy. Love it. Bro, I'm telling you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack down on this. I'm going to investigate. Yeah, man, you guys are all out there sending dick pics, man. So you're fucking yourself up. Jesse says, bartender on South Beach are wealthy with auto, with that auto gratitude. Oh, yeah, man, tell me about it. Dude, I was over in South Beach a couple of days ago with a friend of mine. We got two drinks, $60. How? 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 They fucking got me, man. <clears throat> Anyways, what's up, Chris? Driving, so just listening tonight. Good. Don't text and drive, Sasha. Um, so, yeah, this guy right here, um, every time I talk to him, I always get like a better feeling of what it's like to be uh, wealthy or what it's like to, to identify wealthy people. Because I, I don't know, what clues do you guys pick up on so that you know that someone's like a millionaire? Do they got to be on YouTube, right? I think the only people that we know that are millionaires are probably like a handful of people. All right. And I'm talking about the people watching or listening this pot to this podcast. There's only like a handful of people that we can identify as millionaires. Right. And they, they probably they're probably all on YouTube letting us know they're millionaires. And, you know, they, they let us know a few times. Right. <laughs> they always got to make a music video showing you how wealthy they are. It's like, wow, that is what a millionaire looks like coming out of a jet airplane, walking around in brand new Air Force Ones. Right. Letting me know how great her vagina is. She's a millionaire. Hey, the, the truth of the matter is, man, what's up, Francie? What's up, Hialeah, Tony? Uh, you can tell you're a millionaire when their Lambos are not on fire. <laughs> when their Lambos are in working order. No, get this, man. There's, there's uh, you know how many million, I, I, before I went on live, I wanted to see uh, how many millionaires are there in America right now? And there's, a, there's, there's like 11 million millionaires in America. How many do you know? Out of those 11 million, how many do you know? Follow-up question, and are they famous? If they're, fa if they're famous, it doesn't count. Because if you're famous, all you got to do is tell people you're wealthy, and people just take your word for it. Well, I know who you are, and you don't know who I am, and you talk about you being wealthy, so you must be wealthy. Like, that's the equation, right? I believe out of the 11 million millionaires that are here in the United States of America, most of them don't even floss. <laughs> They're not flossing, right? They're not. And I don't mean that literally. I'm talking about like showing off. I'm sure the majority of millionaires in America, they have what I like to call quiet money. Okay, quiet money. Those are the wealthiest ones. The loudest ones, they're not as wealthy as the quiet ones, because the quiet, wealthy people are the ones you got to look out for because they're the ones doing big things, driving around in their Hondas, pretending they're not wealthy. If somebody needs to let you know they're wealthy, bro, imagine, imagine who they really are as a person, right? Rather than investing, they'd rather get a fucking trip over to the Bahamas just to take that photo to let you know they're better than you and a couple of likes. That's it, okay? The quiet, wealthy ones, the quiet wealth ones, they're out there fucking stacking up their bread so they can get a mansion in the middle of nowhere in Nebraska. <laughs> and you know what they're going to do? They're going to do some wild shit while they're in there in peace. Okay? Because I always thought, here, here's my mentality when I think about wealthy people, 
right? Or the mentality of the majority of Americans. They think that the 1% they're out there plotting. They're going to start the new world order, man. The one percenters, they're out there and they're starting the Illuminati. But have you walked around the Miami design district? That's the 1% of Miami. And you know what they're doing? They're just walking around buying Gucci bags and getting fat. There's nothing scary about that. <laughs> All right. Go over to the Miami Design District and take a look at what the common wealthy person is doing. They're just shopping around with their spoiled kids, eating pizza, ice cream, and cookies. Just getting fat. Joe, say it. Yes, sir. Salt Life clothing brand. What about it? Um, all right. So, look, man. And I, have you been to the Miami Design District? What do you think about that place? I, I was there recently. And uh, I was in shock at just how much uh, progress that area has been going through. It's impressive almost on how fast that place has been growing. And there's no one ever in the stores. The stores are so empty. All they got to do is sell one item in each of these stores and they make their fucking money's worth. Okay. Because it's either, it's either like the rich people, they're in yachts, they're in penthouses, or they're over by the Miami design district. But I can guarantee you that none of them are starting the Illuminati because they're too busy. They're too busy eating ice cream. Okay. They're too busy eating ice cream and paying lots of money for a scoop of ice cream. <laughs> and I don't know why, but for some reason, rich people always like hanging around in the areas where there's like, like poor folks around, right? They're always gentrifying shit. Rich people are always just setting up shop right on the cusp of the poor areas of a neighborhood. They're just like, hey, uh, what's that over there? It looks like a bunch of people in sleeping bags. Yeah, that's... Uh, uh, what they call Julia Tuttle Causeway. A bunch of people sleep there. All right, let's go ahead and set up a Gucci store right over here <laughs> so that we can swing our Gucci bags to the people in sleeping bags. Oh, I'm no social psychologist, guys. All right, but I actually, I believe that wealthy, that, that, you know, that snobby wealth, I actually believe that those people must have some, they, they must get some sort of high to just show off how wealthy they are around poor. Like, I don't know why. Again, I'm no psychologist, but if I were to assume you got to get off on that, man, you know, just to be like walking around looking amazing while someone's just there looking through a trash can. You're just there like, Oh, look at me compared to you. <laughs> oh God. I'm wearing $10,000 in fashion, sir. Please move to the side before I call the police. <laughs> I mean, look at Sesame Street. What are they teaching these kids? Why is Oscar the Grouch? Why has he been in a trash can for how long has Sesame Street been around? Sesame Street has been around since what, the 70s? Oscar the Grouch is still in a trash can. <laughs> and all they do is they're spelling shit around them. Celebrities showing up all freshly shaven, wearing cologne and shit with their polos on. Hey, it's Oscar. Help the guy out. Start showing some charity on kids' television, guys. Give him a couple of bucks. Look inside the trash can. Take out the crack pipe, man. Help the guy out. The guy, everybody on the show, Sesame Street looks good. Oscar the Grouch looks like he's got feces matted all over his fur. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. Jesse Pinkman says, I'd be a millionaire if I stayed away from Tootsies and Hard Rock. Bro, I think anybody would. If I were to make all the money I spent back, yeah, I probably wouldn't be doing this podcast. I'd probably be over on a yacht. Getting ready to go shopping at Bal Harbor. 
Somebody mentioned Bal Harbor on the shops. Um, oh, here it is. Uh, Bal Harbor Mall is always packed. Dude, you know, I've never been to Bal Harbor. Is that, the, is that like the Miami Design District, but in North Beach? Oh, yeah. You know what? The fact that they divided Miami Beach into two goes to show you just how snobby people are, right? South Beach is for the tourists and the common folk. But North Beach, North Beach should have just one big community gate. <laughs> Right, like North Beach, for some reason, that entire area just you just you just smell that rich Miami rotten snobby. Like, oh god, look at these buildings, look at these high rises. This is incredible, right? It's like, instead of like a sun pass, it should just be a gate and be like, who are you here to see? Um, no, I just want to go see North Beach. What's your net worth? My what? Yeah, turn around, please, please go back. Sunny Owls has lots of hot Russian milfs. Bro, tell me about it. I used to work at Sunny Owls. I used to live in Miami Beach, Jesse. A lot of people don't know this, but I actually had my, I, I had a wealthy lifestyle back in the day. When I, had, when I had a salary, I had a wealthy little lifestyle in Miami Beach. I lived on uh, one of those high rises by Lincoln Road. I just come down the street. There's three nightclubs to choose from. There's a shopping mall over here. It was nice. Nice little bachelor pad. And everybody, all my friends are like, oh, man, you must be hooking up with lots of girls with your bachelor pad. I'm like, there's lots of hot girls in Miami Beach, but the hooking up part, you know, not so much. Because by the time these girls find parking, none of them want to fuck anymore. You know what I mean? I had a nice little balcony view, and all I did was just go out there to wave at the cars as they're leaving because they couldn't find a spot. <laughs> all right, baby, I'll see you next time. Good to see you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> the only kind of hooking up that really happens in South Beach, guys, is the tow truck driver. Those are the real fucking people that are out there just hustling to make a buck they're like the real bounty hunters of miami while you're out there trying to get laid in the nightclubs they're in the corners of the alley trying to get paid just waiting looking around you know what i mean miami beach looks extravagant as a tourist but as a local living there it's probably one of the saddest places to live not only is it expensive but you can't make any friends in miami beach man all right you can't make any friends because the fact is that a lot of people, when they visit Miami Beach, they're from out of town. So if you make friends three, two, three days later, they go back to fucking, I don't know, Holland or wherever the fuck they just came from. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but tourists in Miami Beach, they don't know how to handle the sun we've got. You can always tell if someone's from out of town. You know how you could tell? One thing I've noticed, they put on way too much suntan lotion. They, they slather it. Just put all over their face like, oh, yeah, because the sun here, you know, it's bad for your skin. It's like, yeah, I could tell this guy's from out of town. Look at that. Look at that. And they go to the beach, just walking around, looking like a ghost, just rolling around in the sand. And then they walk around, you know, all breaded like a chicken cutlet with their fedora on, like they're happy that they went over to the beach. And they, <laughs> I went over to the sand. I still got the sand on me. It's like, wow, you really don't know what, it, what it's like to be in the sun 24-7. Hell, even at night. <laughs> Even that night, it's still hot. <laughs> the temperature stays the same even when the sun goes down. That's crazy. And shout out to all the rich people, man. They don't remember you. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I made so many temporary friends while I was living in Miami Beach. Jesse Pinkman says, a wealthy lifestyle story. You sound like a homeless guy walking with his dog. No, man, I'm, I'm actually not... Uh, I'm not over-exaggerating. I, 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 I kind of understood you know, the lifestyle of going downstairs on a Tuesday, going across the street into a bar, you know, getting a bottle with a group of friends that you somewhat know, 
you know, like acquaintances that just go out. And there you are, just drinking a bottle on a Tuesday, just hanging out. You pick up a tab for $180, and you're like, ah, fuck it, I got it. Put it on my card, right? And you just the next morning, you wake up, you're like, what kind of life am I fucking living, man? Why am I doing this? Anyways, let's get over to the, uh, let's get over to the sponsors, everybody, all right? You know, the 30-minute mark. So uh, in case you guys don't know, this show is sponsored by my boy, uh, Ellie Uvinas, who is a badass health insurance agent. Helping individuals, families, small business owners find the health plan they need, whether it be Medicare, Medicaid, group plans, ACA, Obamacare. If you've got health insurance questions, he's got health insurance answers. Reach out to him. That's E-L-I-U dot V-I-N-A-S at USHadvisors.com. Thank you, L-E-U, for your sponsorship. Pow! Oh, shit, Comedy Cellar. Legendary, uh, I was about to say nightclub. Legendary Comedy Club. Over in New York, thanks for tuning in. Mr. Virgo, what's up? How are you? Um, all right, so let's move it right along, everybody. Here in Miami, um, you know, I, I'm actually looking into getting some property, right? But the thing is, in Miami, it's not really possible. And it's kind of sad to know that in Miami, if you want to get, like, investment property, it's not, it's not really possible anymore. Like, if you're going to get investment property, the best thing you could probably do is buy a million-dollar penthouse over in Brickell or Miami Beach and just Airbnb in that shit. That's probably the only way to make a buck, but there's no way in hell you're going to find an affordable duplex. <laughs> All right. There's no way that you're going to find an affordable duplex and you're going to be able to like, oh, it's a multifamily home. I get to put in two families there and I get two times the rent. Those days are over in Miami. They don't do that shit no more. All right. It's either you go hard. All right. Or you don't. <laughs> you go hard or you go home. No pun intended because you're staying right where you're at. Housing in Miami is probably some of the worst in America. We're just so crowded. Everybody wants to come here. Oh, the sun, the bitches, the drugs, and the parties. Yeah, all right, dude. Stay here past your two weeks vacation and see if you can handle it. Yeah, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Fuck the sun. I'm not paying $2,200 in rent. <laughs> dude, I saw the brand new high rises over in the Wynwood area. There's no way. It's $600,000 for a regular apartment. It's a flat. It's $600,000 to live in Wynwood. It's not even fully gentrified yet. Why would you risk your life and your financial stability <laughs> to a place that isn't even fully developed? It's like, ah, oh, yeah, so, uh, you know, what? you're way up in the eighth floor. You've got a nice view of all the trap houses down here. <laughs> and then when you come downstairs, if you feel adventurous enough, you can always just go down the street and smoke some crack. <laughs> you got to be careful as a rich guy, man. You got to be careful as a rich guy living in gentrified neighborhoods because you are more adventurous than others. Okay. And you know, you, th you think that you're safe, but you're not. You think like, Oh, you know, I'll just bring out the U-Haul during the morning. You know, when it's safe, the cops are out, everybody's walking around. No, there people are plotting. If your U-Haul shows up, there's going to be a crackhead behind the tree, just fucking shaking his hands together, looking at your shit. <laughs> And, you know, he hasn't had uh, a wink of sleep. He's just there. <laughs> Popping and locking in the middle of the night, doing a ritual, breaking into this house. Can't wait. <laughs> right, he's spying on you, waiting for, you know, crackheads may not be patient, but they're patient enough for a big lick. Trust me. Okay? They wait. They plot. They're probably looking at your shit with two, you know, using binoculars, two fucking Sprite bottles going like this. While you're walking in with your flat screen TVs and your artisan cheeses and shit, they're just waiting to strike. 
And who knows? Maybe you could befriend one. You could probably befriend the crackhead. Next thing you know, you're smoking crack with your new buddy. And then now you're selling all your expensive furniture and every day is open house. <laughs> you're just one bad decision away as a rich man in a gentrified neighborhood. <laughs> you, could, you could lose it all in Wynwood. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm just saying, man, you got to be careful. You know, you're a little more adventurous than others. All right. Let's wind it down, guys. This was a lot of fun. It's always fun doing this, man. I, I, you know, I, I, I'm going to start, I'm gonna start uh, riffing a little more, but, uh, you know, keeping the show a little lighter, right? Doing an hour every day is bad on the throat. It's been affecting me. That's why I've been drinking so much tea. Keep this shit under control. Got to keep the emotions in, right? And sometimes your voice, especially when I was singing that song last night, it's just, it's too much, man. I can't be working out my voice like this, but I got I to gotta go live every day. I promised myself, go live every day-ish. All right. So uh, for those that are listening out there, um, do me a solid. If you want to support the podcast, go to MiamiComedy.com slash shop. Buy yourself a T-shirt. All right. Every dollar goes into everything we're trying to do here. We're starting up a virtual comedy club. And if you want to see where we're at as a virtual comedy club, MiamiComedy.com slash group. All right. So. Here are the plans uh, on what's coming up next. I'm currently working on a couple of ideas for content. All right. However, I got to build up the audience, guys. So we are in the beginning stages of what is to be Miami Comedy. I don't know. How long have I been in business? Five years? Miami Comedy 5.0 is coming, guys. And it's going to be mostly digital. So if you want to be a part of the growth, either support by buying a shirt or tell your friends about the Virtual Comedy Club. Once again, those website links are miamicomedy.com slash shop, miamicomedy.com slash group. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6 o'clock. Till then, have a great night.